All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. I like watching the birds gather rain. That was the best I could do with a song. I googled song about bees and blind melon came up. Because of the bee on the cover. Because of the little costume. Yes. Aww. Aww, we should talk about smashing pumpkins because that's going to be a thing in our life. Soon. I know, but I just realized it's a school night. It's a Sunday night. Yeah, you've you told me, I know, many, many times. Yeah. So just the other day I was looking up when trick-or-treat is with my teammate or when Halloween is with my teammates to decide, like, when are we wearing costumes? Yeah. And I'm going to be the only one wearing a costume to school. I can almost you just put it on the night oh, well, before and then you'll fine. be fine. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, can I just wear what I wore to the, and then I'm like, Ooh, what costume could I wear to the concert? Because that is what we need to do I is wear costumes like, to the I feel concert. Like there's going to be a lot of pumpkins at the smashing pumpkins the night before Halloween. Yeah, I think I'm going to wear what I wore. That was um, a copy from when we saw garbage. So that's what I think. I'm I gonna think wear. I'm going to wear a dress. But not the same dress I'm wearing. Okay. But it's on Saturday. But by the time you're listening to this, where it's already done, so we don't even need to talk about it. Yep. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Woo-hoo. We Welcome. want to thank all of our listeners, particularly in California and Illinois. We are growing so much in California and Illinois. We're so grateful to all of you for listening. Before yep. we uh, move on to the movie, I do want to mention that I'm going to be on the Look, the back look cinema again case with Zoe. Okay. And that's going to drop on October 16th. I'll put links on our socials. But it's the look back cinema, right? No, back look. The back, back look, look cinema. Back look cinema. Yes. Okay. With Zoe. Okay. Yes, it's fun. Because you wrote a, look back on I that. know I wrote it and then I and then I realized as I did that I was wrong. Oh, okay. I'm wrong. All right. I'm wrong. I just want to make sure. Case. Yes. We're going to talk about some killer bees. Yes. It was all the rage. They were going to get you. But So quicksands. Yep. Killer bees. Yep. Mm-hmm. What else? Hurricanes and Slee stacks. <laughs> what? The land of the lost. Oh gosh. <laughs> that I didn't even get that reference. Oh, I should have, but I did not. I'm like, what are you talking about? Definitely, killer bees was a really, really big one thing. of the big things. Yes, it's going to be one of the things. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about. Well, you chose this movie. I did. Killer bees, 1974. It's true. It originally aired on February 26th on ABC, 1974 case. That was two days before my fifth birthday. Okay. Right. That's right. That's why I didn't see it. Sometime in the winter. That's why, yes. <laughs> that's why I have not, had not seen this one. Okay. So according to T, that's according to TV Tango, IMDb describes Killer Bees as a strong-willed woman not only dominates her family of California wine growers, but also has a strange hold on the colony of bees in her vineyard. It's true. Whoop, whoop. This movie won a Golden Squirrel Award. That must be a big thing, right? Yes. From the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA. All right. It says USA, so there must be another Academy elsewhere elsewhere that we just don't know about it's true this cast is fairly large it's very talented so we're mm-hmm. just going to talk touch on a few of them all right a few of the actors golden globe and golden reel international film winner edward albert plays edward von bolin yes case did you recognize did you recognize the name yes okay. because i even said something to you about eddie yeah. albert right yes and who is eddie albert case eddie albert is the father of edward albert and he was on green green acres is a place for me, me. <laughs> farm living is life. i need 
<laughs> I, I never loved that show. I always thought it was a little hokey, mm-hmm. but I guess in a good way. It's Edward has 131 acting credits on IMDb, so it's pretty. It's pretty significant. It's true. He is probably best known for his role in Butterflies Are Free. I love that movie. It's with Goldie Hawn. Okay. Oh. And Galaxy of Terror. I don't remember that one. No. Nope. Maybe we'll have to revisit it if it's a TV movie. It's true. Yes. I keep saying that. <laughs> Emmy and Golden Globe win- nominee, Kate Jackson. <laughs> the woman with the best hair in the world. She That's, does. I'm we, just going to say, we, we have just decided. We have dubbed her the best hair in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She plays Victoria Tori Wells. Yep. Obviously, Kate, she's probably. So she, this is the third movie we've done with the We love Kate. Kate. We do, and we love her hair. So. She's probably best known for her roles on Charlie's Angels. You know where I lo- you know how much I love Scarecrow and Mrs. King. I know. And this is the third movie we reviewed. I just said that. But I gotta say something. So I so I got I get we get tagged a little bit from from this one Twitter account who is kind of an expert in older movies. So okay. he t- he he tags us because he has a lot of really interesting things to say. I love it. I love okay. it when he yes. does that. And he's also going to start a podcast when it actually drops. I'll let you guys know. But he, Bruce Boxleitner, liked one of the yes he made that we were tagged in. Yes. Now, I only say that because Bruce Boxleitner was the star of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yes. The reason I watched the show. Yes. He was Scarecrow. Yes. She... Again, is our first actor to be in three movies. Yep. Next one, I want to make Tracy Gold. Okay. But we'll see what happens. We've Who got two. She's two out. down. Right. Yep. Right. So Roger Davis plays Dr. Helmut von Bolen. Yes. He's best known for his role in this movie. And he was also in Dark Shadows. Okay. And he did get, do a lot of guest starring on Bionic Woman. He was on Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, and in the, the Oxford <laughs> or Or the Rockford or Files, Rockford. whichever one. He has that quintessential 70s look. Yes, with the very much, and yes. yes, and the and the kind of kind of almost a bowl shape, almost kind yeah. of a weird, mm-hmm. but very seventies, but very not, not too edgy. No, yeah, no, almost almost like a conservative modely seventies, yep. mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. catalog model seventies. Yes, very Thank much. Thank you, JC Penny catalog model seventies yes. or Sears, uh huh, mm-hmm. or Sears. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, case we had to talk about. Golden Globe winner and three-time Oscar nominee, Gloria Swanson. She's amazing. She is amazing. She is institution. She plays Madame Maria von Bolin. Mm-hmm. She's probably best known for being Gloria Swanson. Yeah. Right? But also her role in as Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I, she she was magnificent. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Yes. I recently watched it, and I think I could watch it again right I, now. I just Maybe can't. today. You know, I just can't get over how sad that movie is. But yes. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's, it's very I, depressing. Yes. And I've seen the stage play too. I don't remember when, but I've seen it. Obviously she wasn't in it because it was like 15 years ago. But mm-hmm. so her first acting credit case was at in 1914 when she was 15 years old. Bless her heart. Her very last film role was Killer Bees, but she did work on Broadway after this. And one of the roles she took on Broadway was... Butterflies are free. And I thought that was kind of cool because it just kind of brings a little hollaback. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. All right. So the film opens with this car driving into Wright's Corners gas station and an attendant comes to greet the man driving the car. 
He's kind of a jerk. He is a jerk. As he's waiting for the attendant to fill his car and he gives him, he's check the oil and check the tires. He walks across the street where he finds a no trespassing sign for the Van Bolen <laughs> winery. And he yells back across the street to the attendants to ask, where are the grapes? And the attendants like, well, dude, harvesting season is over. Yeah. Dumb. Mm -hmm. It's over. So the man jumps the fence after being warned by the, by the attendant not to. As he wanders, a bee lands on his hand. And he's... <laughs> Those are high-tech high-tech sound, high sound effects he blows on it a couple times it won't move so he swats it and then he stomps on it It was his son it was a sure death thing yes yes i mean talk about Spoiler foreshadowing alert. and he's wondering aloud why would it be out be out at this time of the year there's a lot there's a lot of wondering out loud during this movie about the behavior of the bees in this movie so i but i think like we talked about earlier it is really pushing the stereotype that African bees will kill you. Like mm -hmm. these, uh, don't you remember as a kid? I remember like going outside and wondering, is a swarm of bees? Oh, and the the locusts. Oh, yeah. Was also another yes. foreboding thing that's going to be bad. Yes. You know, it's just like this. When we were kids, it was this. Listen, bees are there going was a to constant barrage of what would kill us. Yes, and none and of meanwhile, that was dead. Yeah. And meanwhile, no seatbelts. Right. So right. Who knows? Or helmets on the bikes. Mm -hmm. They exactly. didn't even exist when we were children. No. Nope. So so he's wondering out loud, why why would a bee be out at this time of the year? And then he becomes swarmed. He runs back to his car, jumps over the fence, gets into the car as he drives off the bees warm inside his car and he rolls up his windows and then he he kind of drives down the street willy-nilly and uh crashes into a used car lot um and all of this is seen by a um lineman i'm a lineman for the county uh named roger yes and then i think what comes next is the strangest 30 seconds, maybe 10 seconds, actually, mm -hmm. of TV movie weirdness. This is weird. Yep. The fourth wall is broken, and it makes no sense as to exactly. why this was this particular moment. Crashes into the lot. His car starts on fire. And the scene cuts back to the attendant, who says, I told him. I, I told, told the, the darn, darn fool. fool. As mm -hmm. he looks into the camera. Yeah, it was very weird. It's super strange. Super strange. All right, so new scene. We've got Edward Von Bolen and Victoria Tori Wells driving up in there. I think it's an Aston Martin. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Driving up in there, Aston Martin. The, it's a convertible with the top down. Pull up outside of, well, they enter Van Bolen. It says population 4,280. They stop at a cafe across the street from the car fire. Yes. And, and the car fire's like going on. Yes, and they don't happening. even, they don't even. They're just like, well, we need look twice. I, I did actually have to stop the film and like zoom in to see yeah. because the film's old. So yes. it's not like in great shape. So it's just funny. I'm like, is that a four? Is that a two? No, that says 4280. Yeah. We're going okay. with it. Good job. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they go into the cafe. Edward explains that his grandparents opened the vineyard and the town grew around it. The cafe owner, Zeb Tucker, who earlier had been having a little bit of a discussion with a, a customer about, about the crash that's still burning yes. across the street. It was all the talk of the town. Was, yes. He recognizes Edward and wonders why he's been away for so long. Out loud. Where to you Edward. been, pal? 
This seems to embarrass Edward. Tori explains it's important to meet his family, and he responds that his family is not typical, and his European grandmother likes to keep to herself. That is so confusing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk mm-hmm. about why, but it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Tori says, well, they're people, and Edward replies, no, they're Von Bolens. <laughs> so they order coffee. And they just start drinking plain black coffee in the cafe. When I was waitressing, I always drank plain plain black coffee because if you're busy and you don't get a chance to drink it, you can just add a little coffee on top and it still tastes like crap. Mm-hmm. But if you add all the milk and sugar, you got to start over again and yeah. somebody's going to take it and throw it away. Oh, okay. They didn't take mine though because I always had the bright red lipstick. So they knew it was mine. They knew it was yeah. yours. Exactly. There was, no, there was no hiding it. Exactly. All right, so enter Sergeant Jeffries and Roger, a line man who with the line, the, the line the man who witnessed the accident, and they talked to Mister. They asked Mister. Tucker if he noticed anything unusual before the accident. Tucker replies no, and Roger, the line man, says, "Didn't you see the bees?" And no. But so. how would he have? I mean, and like you, like you and I talked about this earlier too when we were watching the movie. I don't, you, you say you, you could see it, but I don't see how he could have seen the bees from where he was. He was on the line up by uh, one of the boxes. But so the car crashed down. like directly in it, front of it him. It did because he had to grab onto the pole. So he yeah. didn't fall, although he must've had the safety harness on, but still brace yourself. Cause he could have knocked it over. He actually didn't wear a safety harness. I was going to say wasn't, something about that. He had one on in the beginning. He, he wasn't wearing it. No, he remember when he climbs it later and you can he see has it. Nothing. Well, you can see it. It's hanging off of him. He's not wearing it. Yeah. Oh, so it should be this way. And then yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right. Just saying. Roger. Be I'm smart. Just saying. Okay. So But he did have his helmet on. <laughs> he did have his helmet he on. He really, right. really did. All right. As Edward and so now Edward. I couldn't tell if he heard the guy mention bees and he's like, we got to go. I think uh, it could have been that or it could have been just his embarrassment of being like, oh, look who's here. Yeah. But all of a sudden they, they leave. They've yeah, had they like two leave. sips of coffee. He pays. I watched. I rewatched a couple times. That asshole better have paid. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So they leave to drive to the vineyard while Roger tells Jeffries that uh, Tucker had to have seen the bees. All right. So moving on. Uh, as they make the long drive through the vineyard to the house, Tori calls it perfect. And Edward says it only looks perfect. Foreshadowing. Edward nearly collides with Matthias Van Bolen or Matt, who's on a tractor. And there's very childish behavior that ensues. So weird. Edward tells him to move it. You're in the way. And I Matt asks, it, why are you here? Edward replies, this is still his home. But Matt says he didn't know that. Oh. And, and and Matt then asks if Edward cleared bringing a friend with Madame. Oh. And Edward replies that he didn't clear it with anybody and drives around the tractor because Matt never moved it. Matt mm-hmm. is just in the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a very sibling thing to do, right? It is. Mm-hmm. It's just so the the it's a little heavy handed, but yep. But you know what? We should probably say this. I didn't, I don't think I put this in the notes. This movie was only an hour and 15 minutes because we also, we've discovered that movies from the early seventies were only an hour and a half. That's all they had in the schedule. Mm -hmm. I think this is our third horror movie from the seventies. That was an hour and 15 minutes because we did Satan school with, for girls with Kate Jackson. Check. We did Trilogy of Terror and Richard was with us for that. Yep. And then this one. Yep. And they were all an hour and 15. Yep. So I don't think they had the opportunity to build character 
or relationships like they might have if they'd had another 20 to 40, 30 minutes. Agreed. In my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So now they, uh, Edward tells Tori to enter the home that it's never locked because nobody makes it that far unless they're invited. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful house, old farmhouse, huge, beautiful porch. porch. Not my favorite Mm -hmm. house of the houses we've seen in movies, but the porch is divine. Fabulous. Yep. Rudolph Rudolph Van Bolen, Edward's father, is playing piano and asks Tori why she's there. And then Edward f- comes in and Rudolph says they aren't prepared for guests. And it's been four years since they've even seen him. That's a long time. Ah, interesting. Where you been for Christmas? So, so he says to Tori, well, if you need anything, Edward will get it for you. And he walks away. Bye. Very nice meeting. Strange. Your- Yep, your your significant other's parent. Edward tells Tori that his father will be going to tell Madam about her. And so Madam is Edward's grandmother. grandmother, Yeah. So he's like, okay, by the way, so here's what's gonna happen. Now father's gonna go tell his mom, that's my grandma, madam, Mm -hmm. about you. Okay. Do you think case that they have to tell her? And so they can like make sure no, never mind. I'll talk about it. Well, I think it's I think it's maybe like a way of getting permission. Yeah, yeah, but I also kind of feel like she wouldn't she already be hanging around? I don't know. She hangs around a lot. Well, she is, but, you know, she might be up on the third floor. I guess it's not in the script. That's what I meant. Yes. Yes. We'll talk about Later, that. Tori finds Madam speaking with Edward. She is sitting in a very regal chair, and Edward introduces Madam to Tori as Victoria. Yes. All right. Madam tells their maid to serve them in 10 minutes and that Tori is welcome to join them after she's changed because it's a family tradition to dress for dinner. Mm. So Tori changes and joins them at the dining room table for and dinner. What's interesting about that is that the dress she puts on is very moo like it's not. Yeah, it's, it's like very... almost more um pajamas than it, dress. It, it definitely looks like a house dress. It was not an improvement over what she was not wearing. at all. All right. Dr. Helmut. They said to say helmet, but Van Bowling comes in late and he apologizes to uh, to the, everybody there sitting at dinner. Wait, no, they're not at dinner. They're in still in the fireplace room with the with the chair. Madam tells him to greet his brother and they speak about the accident until Madam asks him to stop. In general, Matt. Oh no, this is during. Yeah, and yeah, in general, Madam is rude to Tori. Yeah. So just it's, it's hard. It was hard to like explain the whole mm-hmm. scene. But, but it was just an uncomfortable dinner. Yes. And Helmut comes in late. And then, of course, because we have to find out that he's a doctor and yes. that he's, you know, that he's got to tell update everybody on the accident. Correct. All right. So after dinner, all of the family enjoy a glass of red wine. And Tori, uh, Madam toasts to the prodigal grandson, Edward, who announces that Tori, although he doesn't really announce, right? He just kind of says, Tori's my fiance. I think he says, you're, refers yeah, to we her. should toast to my fiance. I don't remember. Yeah. But he he doesn't, it's not like a big announcement. It's like, hey, Tori's my fiance. Yep. And Madam toasts to Tori, even though she doesn't seem to be she very happy. She's not really on board with uh, whatever this is. doesn't seem like anybody is. They're not, a, they're all not that happy to meet Tori, but they don't seem like they're all that happy to have edward there either exactly he's he's just he's just raided on their parade man mm-hmm. tori says the wine is strangely sweet as if it were dun, dun, dun. Honey. honey then a bee flies around her and she kind of swats at it saying she's never heard of bees flying after dark oh there's uh, another one whoop, there it is yeah, let's take a break and whoop, listen another of your surprises edward a fiancé? 
course. Our best wishes, your fiancé. And it's strangely sweet, as if there were honey. What was it you really, really like? I really, really like these new little bit wider flare pens. <laughs> we we have a thing with our pens. I really like them. Casey just dropped your pen and mm -hmm. I handed it back and mm -hmm. I said to her, what would you do if a student did that? Yep. And I said I would hand it back just as sassy as you just did. And it's a clicky pen. I cannot have You're, clicky pens. I don't think you I don't think you're responsible enough for a I can't because all I do is play with them. Do you remember, I make them jump like that. Do you remember all the time. when we came up with an idea for a Seinfeld episode, pen about a, the episode about nothing pen? Uh-huh. And we tried to like Find out how to call. call. We literally we were calling. We're like, hello, California. Yeah. Can you put us, can you get Jerry on the line, please? We have a plan. We had a really good idea. It was a good idea. I don't remember it specifically anymore, but I do remember that it was a good idea. And I think, I do think like soon after that, the the one with the with the airplane pen or the space. It was, it was around that time. Was, they stole our idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did. then you lived like in the that ocean. Yeah, you lived in that apartment with Eileen, and we would walk over to Dairy Queen, and you'd always got a Nerd's Blizzard. I did. I don't remember a Nerd's Breeze, right? With their the frozen breeze. yogurt. Yes, they don't have frozen yogurt anymore. No, but that's okay because they have they have twist cones now, and I do like the twist cone. What do you mean now? They've always had them. I I didn't. I wasn't aware as a child that they had twist. What? Mm, had to choose vanilla or chocolate according to my parents. Do you know that I? I don't know. With my friend D, her dad and I would her dad would take us and. I always, and she and I always got a medium vanilla cone with crunch. It is still my favorite Dairy Queen treat to the, to this day. I want, can you get crunch on top of a dipped in chocolate? Pen, you know, right? I don't know because that dip, it hardens pretty quickly. Not really. Well, then maybe you should ask. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Sometimes I don't think like I want to, I don't think I want to take away the glory of the crunch um, <laughs> and give it to the chocolate. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, chocolate, chocolate, comes terrible, crunch. but I think it, you could probably do crunch and then dip it in chocolate. I, what, I, when I came out to visit you after you had your surgery, yes. When you got your new hip, I did stop at the Sockwell Dairy Sockwell Sockwell Sock Dairy Queen yes. on my way home because I was like, "There's a Dairy Queen and I need a cone," mm -hmm. and it was delicious. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Case. Yes, Madame's a little weird. She's a She's little bit strange, quirky. We'll call her. Let's call her quirky because weird is it's not really enough. No, it's but not I think enough. But I yeah 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 exactly. So Madame explains that they have many bees that came with her from Africa. Uh -huh. They understood the grapes yep. and she understood them. Yes. She grew up in a world case yep. where living things move and dance together. Yes. I'm using my arms because she was very. She was acting. I'm and it actress. was actually good. Like it was yes. actually very good. She, you know what? The acting was good in this movie. I, my, my, my big problem with this movie was I just felt like it wasn't like, I think they wanted to do more with it than they had the time to do. Yeah. But I thought it was a solid, decent movie. Oh yeah. And solid. the acting was good. Solid. Madame grew up in a world where things move in it. I got to say it again. Cause I love it. Where things living things move in a dance together. So then she puts her hands out and like the, a bee lands on it. 
and then more land and then more land. And then she walks them to the window and, and she tells them, go home now. Yes. And they do. They're like her little pets. And mm -hmm. she's extraordinarily happy with her bees. Mm -hmm. When they come to her, they're like her little babies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Edward explained to Tori that her grandmother's bees are not ordinary. They're not. That's a foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Edward and Tori go up to their room and she's upset because Madame was rude to her. Even though every single conversation they had prior to dinner, Edward is like, dude, my family's weird and they're not going to be very nice to you. Right. And then she's like, why don't they like me? Yeah. And they didn't go up to their room because remember they couldn't stay together. It's rule of the house. Yes. She tells Edward they're going to have to get used to her because there's another stranger on the way case. Mm. Oh, oh, bun in the oven. She's PG, as my she's... grandma, my auntie used to say. <laughs> oh, she's no. PG. She's PG. <laughs> that means fraggers. Yeah. So now, for whatever reason, we don't know, in the middle of fall, Madame is out planting bulbs. Is that something people do in the in fall? In the fall, okay. it is a fall event in the garden. And yes. I feel like it's probably, they're not planting grapevines. She's probably planting bulbs for the bees. Yes. That's my guess. Yes. And Matthias is with her. And he, and then she, she, there's like, she has these strange monologues that don't make a lot of sense. No. So she refers to herself as ancient. She said she always wanted to move back to her home country, but eventually the vineyard became her home. We don't really know where she's from because she has either a German or Italian or some not yeah, great no accent, idea. but she talks about being from South Africa. It's, it's, it's strange because I'm not sure if the writers knew their geography. Is yeah, that... we're not sure. We're no, no. Yeah. It's okay. Or they just never nailed it down. Or they just weren't... in their character development, yeah. they've just wrote from and question mark. Yeah, on their or little cards. Or it might have been like this whole thing where she's from Italy, but then they're like, "Oh crap, we need to put African beans in here." Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So that's we don't know. I don't. Know. As Tori and Edward stand on the porch, I mean, when they stand on this porch, they look tiny. Yes, that's how glorious this porch is yeah she tells rudolph she'd like to know more about them and he's like hey follow me and she's like hey okay yeah so but matthias now cuts back to matthias and madame and he asks her if edward will be coming home and she responds that when a bulb is planted deeply it will flower when its time has come and that eventually edward will be home again okay. it's a weird sort yep. of monologue thing mm -hmm. now rudolph gives to tori a tour they're down in the wine cellar they with are. all these casks mm -hmm. tori tells rudolph she wants to be wherever edward belongs and then she tells him that her father was the best navigator the air force had ever seen and he taught her how to maneuver in strange places and what signs to watch for she talks about like having grown up and moved around a lot yes but i didn't add that in because i didn't think it added to the story in any way I don't think it made a single difference to the story. Rudolph asks what signs are in the Von Bowler, what signs are the do the Von Bowlers give? And she says no trespassing. Yes. Which I thought was funny. Yes. You know, throw back to the sign. Holla exactly. back, as you said. Yes. He tells Edward she's a woman who is very sure of herself. And she's like, Yeah, I'm very sure of Edward, mm -hmm. which is so weird. It's a weird thing to say because I think she wants to be like super feminist, but she's not at all. Right. Not even a little bit. It's true. Edward arrives, arrives with a bottle of Chenin Blanc. That's the only, that's the only like type of wine I picked up on when they were talking about wine. It's, it's yeah. a red. Okay. I don't even know what I was going to say. It's, it's a type. I don't even know what that one is. I used to spend a lot of time in the wine aisle. So, okay. You know, she so asked, did I, but I just <laughs> went to the same one. 
buttery chardonnay, <laughs> yeah, buttery or chardonnay. a rich, or a rich old vine Zinfandel, or some other red blend. But I, I didn't know. Go, That's all I knew. Yeah, we do Zinfandel or, or Malbec was a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to get this one brand called Alma that you could get at like Rite Aid for like six dollars. And then we saw it on the on a recently saw a glass was like twelve dollars at this restaurant. I'm like, dude, I can get two bottles. <laughs> I'm not that person. I said it to Mike, nobody else. Yes. I didn't say it to the waitress because that would be rude. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> we don't know people like that. Mm-hmm. So she asked how they make the wine and asked if there's if it has anything to do with grandfather's South African vine cuttings. Mm-hmm. And Edward Edward replies it has to do more that with Madame's bees. And Rudolph explains that the bees collect the honey from the grape flowers and the least touch of honey is added during fermentation. Oh. Right. How interesting. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like honey and wine. I'm not a big honey and wine fan. I don't know that that would be. Yeah, it's it's a little too sweet for my taste. Yeah. Rudolph asks Edward when he will be coming home and he replies he's done with school in May. And then Rudolph is like, and then? And so then... Edward never answers. Yes. Tori walks back to the home and on the porch, she finds Madame covered in bees and she's quite enjoying herself. Like she's like talking about the bees and like just kind of doing a, not a dance, but she's very animated. Yes. And we, then they cut to Sergeant Jeffries and Roger, the lineman from earlier watching her. And Madame is explaining that she's showing the men how harmless her bees are. And she's, talking to the bees again okay roger whispers that madame is putting on a good show but he saw the man in the car get eaten alive by bees Hmm. sergeant jeffries asks madame if she's madame if she's known the bees to swarm and she responds the bees are not carnivorous sergeant yes that's exactly how she says it madame gives jeffrey like she's like oh here take these there's this gorgeous cut cutting of flowers Mm -hmm. a big it's not a bouquet, but they're long because it's yeah. almost like what you would hold like in a basket almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she gives Jeffries the flowers to give to his wife. And he's kind of happy about that. He's like, dude, thanks. Okay, we're out mm-hmm. inside the house. Now, Rudolph asks Edward if he's made plans that do not include returning to the winery. And he's like, I'm not coming back, dude. Or dad, I guess, whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, Rudolph tells Edward to think of the future. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, Madame and Tari have this weird conversation, which wasn't even like, I wasn't exactly sure what she was saying every, every, everything she was saying. It was just weird. Uh-huh. So Tari tells Madame that people need to be free. And Madame tell, replies that people are never free. Actually, I don't totally disagree with. Yeah. Tori then says that there's more to a woman than family, which is, again, not really kind of, she's like, all she can talk about is how much she wants to be with Edward. Edward, Edward is my family, but family's not important. Right. And also she talks about her dad a lot. And then she's like, family, you know, there's more to a woman than family, whatever. Yeah. Madame says anything else is an illusion. And then Edward arrives and he invites Tori to go, let's go for a walk. Madame then, Madame is like snippy with Edward. So he's not happy with Edward and he doesn't like, she doesn't, she is not happy with Edward and she doesn't like Tori. So she tells Edward he's lost his values and then he's, he's kind of mad. And then they walk away. Yeah. Picture this. Picture this. Can you picture that? Edward and Tori walking through the vineyard. Can you picture that? You know what that's from? No. That's from Muppet Movie. And I bet Paul Williams wrote it. Oh. It's the band. Who is the, who is the band? Um, Mm -hmm. Mayhem. Oh yeah. The okay. Is it Dr. Mayhem? Oh, Dr. Mayhem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So now you're right. Dr. Teeth and Dr. Mayhem. Dr. Teeth and the may Mayhem. So they're discussing Edward's situation and Madame. So basically, Edward is saying to Tori, my family's weird and we're not living here. We're not staying. And Tori's kind of like, but, but, but Edward, you need to understand your family, blah, blah, blah. So weird. Yeah. Because at this point, she's already upset that Madame was rude to her and then rude to her again and then rude to her again. Mm -hmm. And I think she feels like Rudolph could barely tolerate her. So whatever. So Madame, Edward and Madame. And then so now we have Roger. Remember Roger, our lineman? I'm he climbs lineman up the electric pole. The county. What's that from? It's a song. Oh, that's I know. I know. OK. Because it's because every time I hear lineman, that song's in my head. Yeah. So they have she climbs this electric pole, which is near like across there's, there's a road like at the edge of the vineyard and he's across the street yes and edward and tori are very nearby when they can't they're not paying attention to him but Correct. he's there so he's up up at the top he opens the transformer box and it's guess what case oh boy filled with bees and then he screams and he falls because they they like scared him so much mm -hmm. so when he screams they hear him and then they go running to see who it was and all he sees all the bees like fly away because they were like kind of going down like to attack him and then mm -hmm. they just left yeah but i mean he's you know he's he just fell a very long way so edward is like go into town and get help so she runs so they must have walked a really long ways if they're closer to town she runs into the cafe and mr tucker <laughs> he's like here take the dime lady yeah and she goes to the payphone to call the state police but you made a really good point you could have called the operator and they would have hooked you up yeah it was weird it was just weird like it, she already was like why are you running all the way to the cafe in town to to call someone but then it kind of makes sense if they're like way out in the vineyards and they're closer to town but then that she's like um i need um uh, can i hi can i please have a dime for the payphone there's an emergency well yeah it's an emergency out there so yeah. maybe if you could quickly give me a dime for the payphone yeah and then she's like hello i need the state police like aha don't you have to tell them what town you're in or I, you know what i mean i, just, I know the whole thing is kind of wonky but then it took them a really, you know, long time to drive from the cafe back to the vineyard because mm -hmm. we saw them driving it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden then Casey, she's, she's like, um, I need the state police. And all of a sudden it's a jump scare. Helmet just is like grabs the phone from her. Yes. He just shows up. Yep. He takes the phone and he's like, yes, there's been a mistake. Everything's fine. Click. I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm a in doctor. charge. Yeah. Let me mansplain a few things here. Right on. Let me tell you how yeah. it's going to be. Helmet tells Tori that he'll take care of Roger. And then Tucker tells Tori that he can't help because he lives there. So this is where I was talking about. I felt like they were trying to make the townspeople sort of cult-like. Mm -hmm. Like they're in this sort of cult or they're living in fear. One of the two. Yeah. But they don't do a good job of either of those. Yeah. Because... Because like Helmut very dismissively and then left the restaurant, I'm going to handle this. So then Tori kind of like in that fearful moment, right? Yeah. Slowly turns to look at Tucker and Tucker's like, I got to live here. So that like you get these ideas of you don't want an author or a writer to explore that fully because you don't want it revealed until the end. Especially like, in a like, horror movie. Right. But it's something that they could have just amped up a little bit to make it to make it just a little bit creepier yeah exactly because we don't know why like i guess the big question is if you're gonna if your audience is gonna say why did he say that and then that's never answered mm -hmm. there's a gap yes and and that's what i felt like for sure about tucker because it's like 
why are why are are they fearful is it a cult what what is it exactly and mm-hmm. then it kind of isn't really anything mm-hmm. in the end so i just kind of felt like i don't like red herrings no, either no, i'm not a you're big not fan. a fan no. you're not a fan so now helmet is angry right mm-hmm. can you imagine he's angry yep. he's he's pissed at edward that he sent tory for help and he and he's like edward do you want to destroy the family and edward is like dude it's the bees and helmet is helmet <laughs> helmet points out that there's not a sting on roger so he's like there's no way that he died from this the bees anyway right and and helmet's like well he 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 died from the fall mm-hmm. and he since he's the doctor right right helmet tells edward that family is everything but edward never understood because he's always going his own way and helmet says the bees belong to the family but then edward says I think you belong to the bees. Don't don't don. So this all happens. This conversation happens over the dead body in their home. Is it their home or his office? Well, I feel like it's their it could home because it was sort of like a rounded window. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, it was... could definitely be that as a doctor, he has an office in the home. It was not clear. sure that he's seeing the townspeople. No, probably not there. He's probably just a doctor. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But then again, he was Roger must have been closer to town if she ran there. I don't know. But it was they're standing over a dead body that's covered in a sheet. Mm-hmm. So now Sergeant Jeffrey arrives. And he's explaining that he got a call. He heard about a call that was cut off. And so he was coming to check on what happened. And Helmet tells him that Roger died from the fall. But Jeffries is like, what? Because Roger has so much experience. So much that he didn't even need to wear his little thing. Safety harness. Right. Roger is a good lineman for the county. He is a good lineman for the county, except Mm -hmm. for he doesn't do the whole harnessing thing. No, he's not very good at his safety. No, and the bees knew that, man. Mm -hmm. So Edward tells Jeffries that he only heard him fall and that Helmet wasn't with him during the fall. Because Jeffries at this point is kind of like, hmm, what's going on? Right. And Helmet explains that he's also the coroner, so there's no mystery. Because Jeffrey's like, oh, there's a mystery. And Helmet's like, I am the coroner. There is no mystery. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey says, well, that's a matter of opinion. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. And he leaves. Hey. Later, back at the Van, Van Bolen home, Tori's packing up her things. She's not happy. She's done. The maid arrives, inviting her to invites her to join Madame for lunch. And at first she refuses, but then she goes down there. Yep. Now, as Tori approaches, Madame is on the phone. I love that. There's a mm-hmm. phone outside on the porch. That means they're really, really, really rich. Right. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Where do you, they have like a phone jack outside? I've never actually seen a They probably had a, a cord a long enough phone. to go outside. Yeah, that could be too. I didn't, and like going through the window or something. I just never yeah. have seen that And before. it was a princess phone, which was like the best shape yeah. of phones. Yes, it was yeah. the best shape of phones. We had yeah. one. I have one upstairs that if you pick it up, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. It's one of my Halloween things. Very cool. I love it. It says, oh, oh, oh. I can see you. It's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. I don't, I actually don't keep batteries in it. (laughs) (laughs) Madame asked Tori if she's troubled. And then Madame asked what happened with Roger. And Tori said, we heard a scream. Edward went for help. And then I ran into town to get help. And Madame tells Tori that Edward needs to learn not to interfere. Hmm. But I mean, like, so you see a man die, but you don't do anything about it. Okay, Madame. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Tori said he's been away a long time and he's learned quite a lot. And Madan tells calls him headstrong, but believes in the end he will do his duty to his family. Okay. She's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. 
Madame tells Tori to return to her San Francisco San Francisco suitors. Okay. And Edward can return to his family. It's again, it's another very strange conversation. So let's take a break and, and you can listen to a little bite of it. Yes. So you can all see what I'm talking about. Edward thought I shouldn't tell you. Tell me what. We've been living together for two years. And I do want you to know before we leave. Know what? About the thing. I don't believe you. So you see, we are his family now, aren't we? I won't believe you. Aren't we? I won't believe you. Aren't we? I won't. I won't believe you. Mr. Ben Bowman? Mr. Ben Bowman? Mr. Ben Bowman? Mr. Ben Bowman? All right. So <laughs> I almost said Kate. So Tori, Tori during this conversation is sort of like egging on and, and yeah. sort of like twisting the knife. And so madam, um, while she collapses. Oh no, Case. What? Into a, a pile of bees. No, <laughs> We're no. not really into a pile, but Say she collapses so. and the bees all come and hover. Um, she dies. Oh no! Yeah. So. Aww. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because think... her her delicate her delicate ears could not hear the things about like stay living she, together. Yeah. She had living, Princess Leia buns. Living in sand. Living in sand. <laughs> she had Princess Leia buns. Yes. I'm gonna say though, she was. This movie was made before Star Wars. It's true. So it, they could have stole the look from her. They could have. Mm-hmm. Cut to everybody hanging out in the family room, and Helmut comes in. I I so want to say Helmut because otherwise I feel like I'm I saying actually Helmut. feel like it is Helmut. Yes. The pro, the, the proper... Well, if you were saying it like in yeah. German, yes, yeah, it would you be would say Helmut. Helmut. So he comes to tell. Or them if you were all... from the UP like me, you'd be like Helmut. Yeah. Wait, no, that's not it. Helmut. Here in Wisconsin, we just don't pronounce things the way the rest of the world does. No, we don't. We don't. He comes in and says that Madame died of a heart attack. Oh, no. Edward asks, were there marks on her? And and Helmut replies, marks of a long life. Oh, Helmut. But no bee stings. And Tori says, I saw the bees all over her. And that's what killed her. It was you, Tori. It was you. you. It was you. Yeah. So take that. Take that. Helmut and Matthias laugh at that idea. Then Rudolph begins to laugh. And it's this very, very, very creepy laugh that's going on. And they're all looking at one another. Tori looks at Edward. And suddenly he starts laughing too. They all laugh. And Edward reaches out to Tori. And she leaves the house disgusted. It was disgusting. Very creepy. Super weird. Super creepy. It was weird. All right. So Tori goes to the wine cellar and finds um, Sergeant Jeffries there. What a surprise. What a surprise. What are you doing there? No, because nobody would have seen him coming. He asks if she's a Von Bolin, a Van Bolin. Oh my gosh. But she replies. Actually, it could be Von Bolin. Well, but they say Van Bolin. Yeah. Okay. We can say replies. She replies, not yet. He's at the vineyard because nobody in town will speak about the Van Bolins. <gasps> and he asks if she saw bees and she lies. Liar! She's a lying liar who tells lies. Her pants are on fire. Mm-hmm. 
He puts his flashlight up to the ceiling where bees are. And he says, after doing research, he found only African bees fly at night. Again, with the flying at night. Unlike honeybees, African bees have a single mind to kill. Mm. Hmm. If that were true, wouldn't we all be dead? Right. Okay. Edward arrives. Jeffrey leaves quickly so Edward doesn't see him. Uh, Tori tells Edward that she will not be going to the funeral. And he agrees that she shouldn't. So, and then the funeral is six hours later. Yep, six hours later. Cut to the funeral. Uh, it's quite large. It seems like everybody in town is in the church, which is weird case because they don't. She, they basically had her as a hermit her mm-hmm. whole life. Yep. And now there's a church full of people. Who knows? Maybe they're there for the coffee and dessert. Well, I'd be church I would lady be dessert. Too. Yeah, church lady food mm-hmm. at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Even even um, even German potato salad tastes delicious at. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So Jeffries arrives to the funeral. He stands in the back and Tori is not there. She is back in the Von Bolen home packing. Apparently she has a lot of things to pack. Mm -hmm. So she then as she's packing, she notices that bees are swarming on the porch and that they begin they're beginning to invade the house. So she for some reason, she leaves her packing. And goes down to the front door yeah. and notices these bees kind of crawling yeah. in underneath the it's a little creepy door. All right. So then cut back to the funeral. Bees are beginning to swarm at the funeral as well. It starts with just like some bees at the window and then some bees on the flowers. Okay. So then the bees start to like swarm. accumulate. There's swarm. more of them. Yeah, accumulate. Yeah. Thank you. And that the altar boy who's standing at the altar uh, hits at the bees with a big cross. And now, boom, now they really swarm. Now they're just like, we're going after Mm -hmm. you and And, everybody else. And chaos ensues, Tom. It's chaos here. Everybody starts screaming (laughs) and running out out of the church. The bees are Cats swarming. Cats and dogs doing it with each other. Yep. That's mm-hmm. a, um, from uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Living together. Mass hysteria all over <laughs> there. So now there's a swarm. Everybody runs out to the cars and they drive off. And you can see Jeffrey's cake. Yep. Jeffrey's is still there. And the Van Bolens are still there outside of the, they're standing outside of the church and they watch the bees leave in this giant, flock yeah like it looked like a those flocks of birds yeah like undulate exactly and, stuff. and it's like together they yes. all have one place to be yes and so they so it's clear that they are going back toward the vineyard yes jeffrey's asked what's going on and edward suddenly you know he has he looks left looks right oh, opens his wide eyes wide with the witch's dead. yep something clicked in his brain he runs to the car Tears off after after the bees to to his house because he realizes that Tori is at the house. Yes. Okay. Now Jeffries gives the rest of the guys a ride back to the house. They've in been his stranded because uh, yes. Edward took the only car. And I should mention at this point, case that I actually I wasn't sure when I watched it if this was if it was like CGI, which didn't exist. So I'm like, no, that couldn't have been real bees. Well, what it was. So I did a little bit of research and I actually found the special effects guy and I Facebooked him, messaged him. He didn't respond. I'm not super surprised because he's an older gentleman and Mm -hmm. it looked like he hadn't even posted in a couple of years. So it doesn't surprise me. But I did find an article from the San Francisco Weekly that referred to 
the special effects as animation, which you okay. agreed look like animation. Yeah. And I agreed too. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a mix of animation on the screen yes. and then fake bees like glued onto people's clothing. Yeah. And then a few real bees. I think there were some real it. bees, or yeah. they figured out a way to make really small little baby yeah, robot little, bees. I don't know. Boop, 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 boop. You put the what, what do they call those? The Mexican jumping beans. You could put something like that in there and make a move. <laughs> I would have been very uncomfortable with oh any bees worms. at all. That's hilarious. Yeah, what okay. are, yeah, the, you know what I'm talking about. I Remember do. Those? I do. They don't yeah. sell those anymore, do they? I feel like I got them a few years, not well, I'm going to say a few years ago, and really when Jonas was quite young, yeah, I maybe think I five got or six. The boys were did we get them together? I think we found them somewhere. Yes. We did, yes. I think we did. That seems right. Yeah. Tori's, meanwhile, has been going up and up and up and up in the house. Like, Every floor that she gets to, the bees are like, the, she closes a door and they they start swarming under the door. So then she goes up like another level and until eventually she is up in the attic. And I think I told you this. I think they were kind of forcing her up yeah. to the attic. I think that was their plan. And up in the attic, Tori finds a secret room that it has... Beautiful windows. Yeah, it's And a creepy room. old rocking chair. Ooh, creepy. And a giant honeycomb. Like the whole room Ro is yeah, the honeycomb. Yeah, is the honeycomb. Yeah. Then she um, she passes out at this Casey, discovery. I did not realize until this moment that Madame was the queen bee. Yes. I don't know how I didn't notice. When did you figure it out? Right away? Or did you well, know because already? I, I guess I just figured she was the queen bee because they were coming to her. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. It's such an obvious trope that I should have figured out. Although probably in 1974, it might not have been a trope. Yeah. So we can't, I can't say that, but today yes. it would be a trope. I still didn't figure it out. And I, I'm, I can't believe I didn't. Maybe I didn't care enough. Well, and what, what's oh. weird and interesting <laughs> is that, is that the chair has like cobwebs on it too. And, and it's they're like, no, she, Madame must have sat in it at some point in time recently. As Tori regains consciousness, bees are covering her, but they haven't attacked her. They're just on her. Not yet. It yeah. seems like they've accepted her as their queen. Um, this The role that, as, as you said, Madame previously held. Yes. All right. So now cut to Edward running into the house and he finds Tori slowly descending the stairs to the entryway. She has changed her clothes. Her hair is in a bun. Her beautiful hair. Only is one bun, though. She doesn't have a bun. Dual bun. She doesn't have Madame a two. Had. Yep. She looks beautiful. She, yes. And she looks very serene. And yes. she assures him that she's fine. Mm -hmm. Rudolph, Matthias, and Helmut arrive, and she smiles at them, and they return the smile. Then they share knowing glances. Uh oh. Yep. Tori, Victoria, now reaches her hand out, and Rudolph kisses it. And he tells her they are much better for her being there. Yes. Edward seems mm, perhaps a bit confused. He doesn't know yet that she's yeah. now the queen. He tells Tori that there was trouble at the funeral and that people were stung by bees. She asks Helmut if he could do anything. Jeffries asks Tori is if everything is all right. She replies, it is as it has always been. Weird. 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 Rudolph sees that the bees were upset by the altar board. Or Rudolph sees. Rudolph says his claim is that the bees were upset by the altar board swinging that old cross. And if Jennings hadn't run, he wouldn't have been stung. Jeffries, I'm sorry. 
Wow. <laughs> I should say that whole sentence all over again. Say it again. again. Rudolph claims that the bees were upset because the altar boy had been swinging things at them. And if Jeffries hadn't run, he wouldn't have been stung. So basically, Jeffries, it's all your fault. Yeah, it's everybody's fault. Yeah, it's everybody else's fault. Jeffries threatens to get a warrant, but is worried a judge would think he's crazy. And he tells Tori, hopes her feeling is right. Yes. That everything is okay. All right. Yes. So Edward wants to leave. And Tori says they won't be leaving as the vineyard is a beautiful place to raise a child. Oh, Tori oh, tells oh. Edward not to be impulsive when he threatens to leave to go back to San Francisco. Rudolph gives him a glass of wine and asks him to join them. Rudolph toasts to Tori and calls her Madame. She smiles and drinks the wine as does Edward. The scene cuts to a close-up of a bee and Phoebe. That was weird. Yep. It was a weird one. It was weird. I didn't dislike it. Nope. I found it quite entertaining. Yep. I think it had a lot of, I, I mean, I just wish it had more time to grow some of the seeds they yes, planted. Because they were, they would have been beautiful plants had yes. they emerged. Yes. It would yes. have been, a, it could have been a much, could have been more so developed. beautiful. I have Could have been so right. Okay. So, Case, yeah. it's almost November. It is. What does that mean? Well, here in the U.S., we celebrate Thanksgiving, and we're going to be reviewing and recapping two TV movies with the Thanksgiving theme. Yay! One, I'm super excited. One is <laughs> a Looney Tunes Thanksgiving special from 1979. Oh, my God. Tim is going to go bonkers. Oh, he's going to love it. So love it. It's I, a shame he doesn't listen to this podcast. Right? Yep. I already have, I already have the DVD, so okay. we're all set. Groovy. The other one is going to be a Walton Thanksgiving story. So it's one of the Walton movies. That, I mean, there were a lot of movies that yes. came out after the show ended. Yes. But I'm really excited. We have not reviewed any Waltons. And we all. I also, I didn't particularly watch the Waltons. I oh, think, I did. I think it was a show my dad didn't care for. And we had the one TV. It's true. So you... We watched what my father, who paid the bills, it was decided. was it maybe on during sixty minutes time? I, I think it was on, and I think also Sunday Night Football would have been oh, on okay. for half the year or part of the year. Who so knows? my dad would have. I think you're right, but it's weird because we I watched the Hardy Boys, so somehow that made it through. Yeah, dad's approval, but I guess he didn't like. It's weird though because he grew up in the country, poor in the country. You'd think he would like have some. Connection. connection but he didn't who knows so it's not that i don't know the waltons it's not that i've never seen them i just didn't watch them with any regularity mm -hmm. but i'm excited because i i want to see this movie because also we should talk about this really quickly you and i are going to go see to kill a mockingbird when they are on the tour next yes. year in 2023 yes tickets are going to go on sale soon we have to talk about dates but Richard Thomas is starring it. Yes. And I'm so excited. The actor, not the yes, author. Yes, not our friend. Not friend of the podcast, Richard Thomas, the writer. Yes. But Richard Thomas, John Boy. Yes, exactly. And and actually, Richard, a friend Richard of the podcast, he he's joked in classes before that he's had to work really hard to like get his name up when somebody tries to find him, Google him, because uh -huh. everything is Richard Thomas, the actor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know, David. We did hear you. We're doing the Plastic Bubble in January. Yep. Find us on our socials. We're on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast, on Twitter at TV Movie Club Pod 1, and on Instagram at made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. 
or give the hashtag MFTVMCPodcastagoog and you'll find us. You can listen to us on all your favorite <laughs> podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, we love you. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or find us on Facebook and tell your friends about us. Tell them. Until next time, we'll see you right here in, in the, the clubhouse. clubhouse. Dun, 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 dun,